that comes and goes But few people really know What it means to really love somebody I don't own the rights to that song, but I hope y'all like that song that I just sung right there, okay? That song, all right, is giving you a little bit of insight on what we are going to be talking about today. This episode today is centered around a commonly used scripture, all right? 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 8, that tells us what love is. Being that the scripture is commonly used, many people use it and they say it in the world without knowing what it really means to love. And when I say in the world, that means it's a scripture that's been used by people who don't serve God or know God or know much about the Bible or the context of the scripture or even know that this quote unquote saying is a verse in the Holy Bible. And there's many verses like that in the Bible that people use as sayings and don't even know it's in the Bible. But before we get into the content of this episode, let's pray. God, I thank you for this time. God, I thank you, Father, for this episode. God, I thank you, Lord God, for putting it on my heart, Lord God, to talk about love, Father, with your daughters, God. And I just pray, Lord God, that you would just help me, Father, to decrease in my flesh and increase, Lord God, the presence of the Holy Spirit within me, God. Have your way, Father, in the name of Jesus. And I just pray that this episode would just bless and move somebody's heart. To truly love in Jesus name amen all right so now let's read this scripture all right I will be reading again first Corinthians chapter 13 verses 4 through 8 and I'll be reading in the NAS, NASB 1995 version of the Bible all right it simply says love is patient love is kind and is not jealous love does not brag and is not arrogant does not act unbecomingly it does not seek its own is not provoked does not take into account a wrong suffered does not rejoice in unrighteousness but rejoices with the truth bears all things believes all things hopes all things endures all things love never fails okay So just a little background on this scripture, all right? It is an excerpt or a portion of a letter written by Apostle Paul to the Corinthian church sometime before the final day of Pentecost in either A.D. 53, 54, or 55, all right? He wrote this letter to them because the church, it was divided because of the arrogance, all right, of um, the more powerful members, all right? They were plagued with confusion social snobbery all right as my study bible called it sexual immorality and many other things all right paul wanted them to work together for the advancement of the gospel and he wanted them to drop their need for power and status and build up each other in faith and build up the faith of those who are weak and witness effectively to unbelievers all right they were in need of a lot of wisdom Okay, there are many key themes throughout this book, but today we are focusing on the theme of the way or ways of love. All right. It's important to note that the attributes listed in Paul's letter are all a part of God's character and how he wants us to exemplify his character to those around us. 
Alright, so to gain more insight on God's character and his instruction to love, let's read 1 John 4, chapter 4, verses 7 to 21. Alright, beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. The one who does not love does not know God, for God is love. But this by this excuse me by this the love of god was manifested in us that god has sent his only begotten son into the world so that we might live through him in this love not that we love god but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins beloved if god so loved us we also ought to love one another no one has seen god at any time if we love one another, God abides in us, and his love is perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us, because he has given up he's given us he's given of us his spirit. Excuse me. We have seen and testify that the Father has sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he is and he in God. We have come to know and believed and have believed the love which God has for us. God is love, and the one who abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. By this, love is perfected with us, so that we may have confidence in the day of judgment, because as he is, so also are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves punishment, and the one who fears is not perfected in love. We love because he first loved us. If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he's a liar. For the one who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, cannot love God, whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him, that the one who loves God should love his brother also. Okay? This was also the NASB 1995 version, okay, of the Bible. And for those listening, all right, Although you may find one scripture and want to focus on it alone, it is important to read the full chapter or segment surrounding the verse you're reading to gain a better understanding of the scripture, what was occurring during this time, or the full message of that particular book itself, all right? However, I want to highlight verse 8, which simply states God is love. And according to my NSV study Bible, this doesn't mean that God is only love or that love is God, but God continuously gives of himself to others and seeks their benefit. Okay? Which is also what Paul was touching on, you know, in the full letter to the Corinthian church, not just chapter 13, but he wanted them to build each other up in faith, okay? Build up those who are weak and witness unbelievers, okay? But God God loves us just because, and he wants us to do the same, all right? Another verse that highlights these aspects of God's character and how he is love is in Exodus. It can be found in Exodus when Moses was on Mount Sinai, and God called out to him saying, Yahweh, the Lord, the God of compassion and mercy, I'm slow to anger and filled with unfailing love and faithfulness. I lavish unfailing love to a thousand generations. I forgive iniquity, rebellion, and sin, but I do not excuse the guilty. All right. Although, I'm sorry, excuse me. This was Exodus 
chapter 34 verses 6 through 7 okay although we as people may do things that goes against God's character which is love itself and much more you know he's slow to anger and he forgives us of our sins all right God's love for us is eternal it's compassionate it's forgiving all right it it, it isn't perverted which is another episode for another point in time and it doesn't keep count of wrongs he looks beyond that and many of us are not loving the way God has told us to many of us are loving or trying to love through a place of insecurity lack of healing need for status okay and we can't love from a selfish place or a place of fear and just a few moments ago we read first john chapter 4 verses 7 and 21 and a part of that excerpt states that there is no fear in love but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves punishment and the one who fears is not perfected in love all right so we need to examine the way that we're loving okay i want you all to examine the way you are loving yourself and those in your life and even people you may not know what are your motives behind quote-unquote loving right do you get immediately disappointed with someone when they do one thing you deem as wrong and feel the need to walk away from them with this last question i see a lot of dating women and this isn't for the young ones but a lot of dating women say that they can't deal with this or that not knowing the difference between them needing healing or a violent non-negotiable that can be traced back to the word of god if we're not loving those around us from a patient kind boastless prideless unruled unirritable faithful enduring hopeful place then we are not loving <laughs> in this instance we are doing something else we're self-sabotaging our relationships. We're hurting our own spirit, okay? We may even be hurting other people in the process. And we're possibly even manipulating, which is character to fruits of the flesh, which is also another episode for another time, all right? I say all of this to say that love isn't selfish. It's selfless, full of mercy, full of God, not full of you or us. We can't attach ourselves to the act of loving because the way we love isn't about us. As God's daughters, he has given us a special gift in nurturing, loving, and wants us to use it to encourage and build those around us, including ourselves with his hand in ours. The way you love is indication that you are a child of God. The way we, we are supposed to love shouldn't mirror the way people of the world choose to love. We have to be set apart. It has to be different. It has to feel different. It has to be genuine. No fake smiles. No open wounds bleeding on other people. No controlling our angry behaviors. Okay? And also, no love languages. Because <laughs> God didn't say anything about love languages in the Bible. Okay? Don't want to get too deep into that, so I'm going to get off this soapbox. Okay? But, I, again, I say all of this to say that, you know... I want us all to take some time to truly reflect and ask ourselves, do I know what it really means to love and am I living out this word? All right. So that is all that I have for this episode. I hope you re-listen, rewind. Okay. There might be something I said that you didn't quite catch the first time. I hope you share it with somebody else that you know needs to hear some 
wise words, all right, needs to hear some truth about what love is, okay, I hope you share it with them, all right, 